listening to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. And this is actually our one-year podcast anniversary episode <laughs> of Tunnel Talk, the podcast one that you're year. listening to. Believe it. <laughs> it's crazy. We've been doing this a year, and we're still so dumb. We're so <laughs> dumb. We've only been watching wrestling for like a year and a half, so it's pretty crazy. Like I, When we started this podcast, I felt like we'd been watching it for a while, but... We really yeah. had not. <laughs> I know. I also was thinking about that when I was contemplating the fact that it's been a year where I was like, wow, we were like fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> we know so much more now and it's still so little. <laughs> uh, to celebrate our one year podcast anniversary, we did something super fun and we all purchased. And this will actually be great because of how mean we're about to be about him today. We just purchased. Well, we're mean about him every week. We purchased a little bit of the bubbly yeah. Chris Jericho's vanity champagne. So we actually Which, all. By the way, there's no age verification to get if you go to no. the website you just it says are you over 21 and you click yes like you're on some sort of web page from 1998 <laughs> and then well, it comes I, to your house and no one asks you to show id nothing. that's the thing that's crazy is that like the the part where you just do the eight 21 or over i'm like i get that but like they left this outside my apartment like it's like no one even told me it was here <laughs> So, yeah. so if you're an so, underage drinker yeah. and you have your own address, like <laughs> wrestler vanity wine yeah. is the way to go. Or All our underage are fans, that's how you're going to get around it is to order Brandy and uh, Chris Jericho's vanity wine. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Well, I'm excited to find out what Very kind excited. of swill this tastes like. <laughs> Woo. I got it. Oh my God. I have been kind of imagining it. Oh, that one was like a cinematic pop. Yeah, Thank you. All right, my turn. Ooh. Oh, that was yeah. good. Nice. Uh, I'm, I, no one's going to like what I'm about to say, but I've been imagining this as like Chris Jericho's bath water. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> Why would you say that right before we drink instead of right after we drink? I don't know. I do, well, I wanted you to be thinking about it, I guess. It's mm. Like pure meanness oh, yeah. on my part. I hope it's drinkable because I'm committing to drinking it. Well, I'm going to drink it, so <laughs> yeah, it I'm will be drink- drinkable the whole bottle each of us i think is what we committed to right yeah i'll be moving through this Cheers, thing. ladies uh, i know ladies a toast to <laughs> a wonderful year yeah getting smarter over the next year <laughs> and to into one more year of barely learning <laughs> cheers cheers it's not bad it's not good either but <laughs> It has a real aftertaste to it, actually. Yeah, okay, the, the aftertaste water. is the... Ooh. Yeah, it was fine on first sip, and now it's really... Well. It c- comes in hot at the end. Like, it's like <laughs> it has a real taste of, like... Like, you can feel Chris Jericho saying, there's only a little bit of the bubbly left. <laughs> and now I understand why they used it in water cannons, because... Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's right. What was, that's I right. Know this should be shot at someone. We've said it on this podcast before. We've made the comparison to that plot on Thirty Rock with the yeah. with the um, with champagne Donaghy they can't get rid of estates. Yeah, which yes. I think had like floating bits of stuff in it. Like, <laughs> is this corn? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's pr- it's perfectly drinkable. So don't worry think, about that. I think the more we drink it, the less it's going to like problem <laughs> us. That's true. The yeah. aftertaste is really good. <laughs> the question get will less really... and less of an issue. 
I did check my schedule tomorrow. I was like, do I have meetings in the morning at work? And I don't. I don't have any meetings the whole day. So no, it's no meeting Friday for me too. So I have to go into the office. But oh, nobody, Christ. Oh, nobody will be there. So I can just oh, quietly be hungover. So it's fine. Yeah. So. Good. Good. On, on a I mere bottle of will... champagne. I think yeah. we're going to be hungover based on the aftertaste. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, not because Just one glass. Yeah. Probably have yeah. It. The sugar content is clearly pretty high. I guess I haven't had champagne in a little minute. So, <laughs> wow. Well, we did think we were just going to have a little brief. A little brief chat, maybe, while we sip this first delicious glass of the bubbly. Uh, what, is, what do you guys think? Water. One year in wrestling. Are we, are we actually maybe a little smarter? Do we know a little more? We actually are. Yeah. 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 Do. the, doing this pod, doing the notes every week and then doing the podcast has yeah. really done well for my processing skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to pay more attention okay. for sure. Yeah. This <laughs> podcast is like when a dad gets into crosswords because he's trying to ward off all the time. <laughs> We're digging our brains out for a little exercise. <laughs> like the fact that once a week I sit down and I say, okay, Leah, what happened to you last week? And what happened to you last night? And then I write those things down. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's good. I was, you know, I was watching, I've been watching Midsummer Murders recently. And the other day, like, and we, we all watch lots of procedurals. There's no reason this should have been the moment this happened to me. But they were like asking someone like, what were you doing last night? And the person was like, I was in watching the BBC and I'm thinking I'm like they should have asked what he was watching and then I was like what if someone asked you and I was trying to piece piece it together (laughs) it wouldn't even be an alibi because you're watching stuff on streaming stuff anyway (laughs) it's not like yeah it was on channel 10 at 9pm or whatever like even if it were true they'd be like what was the plot of the episode I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah I think we know more I think we know a lot more wrestler names mm-hmm. oh yeah I think that we have a better sense of like how wrestling works like yeah the, like the wrestling tropes you know mm-hmm, we know yeah. the tropes better we know um, some of the inside, the things that people are referring to, like, because we learn about it after the fact, but I do feel like I have collected, like, a certain amount of, like, mm-hmm. older references, you know? Yeah, that's true. I Like, I haven't, I still haven't seen the things that are being referenced, but I know sure. when they're being referenced. Right. Exactly. Like, when, like, last night with the sports entertainer thing, like, my friend Jeff was texting me and he was like, oh, I don't know if you know this, but WWE, like, it's their thing. And I was like, of course I know it. Of I mean, course. I it to him because it's a perfectly reasonable thing yeah, to say yeah, because obviously I don't know anything. Lots we don't totally know yet. Fine. But yeah, but it's like, oh, yeah, I've, like, learned a few things. I've picked that I, up. I do the yeah. same thing, though, when Sarah tries to explain something to me that I'm like, of course I know that. What is wrong with you? And it's like one time out of don't five and I actually yeah, know right. it. But when I do, I'm outraged. Well, when you know so little, you feel so protective of the things you do. <laughs> You're like, I need you to understand it's not completely empty in here. There's a few little ideas knocking around. I can recognize up to 150 different men. And that, I think, should be commended. <laughs> I can't believe I've never been asked in a job interview, like, how many men I can recognize. 
<laughs> just as a sort of general mental competency question. <laughs> well, Leo was bringing up earlier that I used to not be able to tell um, Phoenix and Penta apart and used to call them Phoenix, <laughs> which is a, very funny, but I had totally forgotten that that was true and um, now it seems insane to me. So like, Now it seems fully insane. You're like, those, it? like those men oh. have nothing. Like No, I mean, they don't look not. at all alike. No, I mean, they're no, one is a cat. But yeah, one's a cat and one's a big grave digger. I mean, it's like <laughs> night yes. and day. <laughs> yeah. But it's like we used to not be able to tell the young bucks apart, you know? I basically I mean, all tag teams. <laughs> I, that's true. And actually, it's like still this was like uh, I was working through it this week. I was really excited that Mark Quinn had a match because I was like, great, I'll have to type oh, yeah. his name a couple times. And then I like will definitely <laughs> know the difference between the men in private party until they've been featured individually, like pretty significantly yeah. it's happening for me. I don't mix them up because one of them has such worse hair than the other one, but I definitely yeah. don't know their names. Like, I'm like, that's the screaming private party, and that's bad hair Isaiah private party. Isaiah Cassidy and yeah. Mark Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we have them. Now but we know. At, at the hotel at All Out, I saw Mark Quinn, like, getting his, like, Panera oh. takeout at the desk or something, and so now I always remember who he is, which is, like, the dumbest reference. Like, why did that stick in my head? I don't know. It was not interesting. I as an Maybe anecdote. it thrilled you more than you did. <laughs> Weird hair private party. Mark Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, this is, I will ask this question, then we can move on. This is the one thing I thought is like, you got now, it's been a couple years. What do you think it is that is, that makes wrestling so fun now that you know it better? What is cool about wrestling? I really yeah, I do was, think it's the stories. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the soap stories. operas. The soap operas with the blood. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about it too. And I think like the sort of, there's stories that are like very like primal emotions. There's a lot of like high school feelings. It's like people being left out, people being so mad that they get violent. I was thinking too, like wrestling has such an energy where it's like, it's very silly most of the time and everyone knows it's silly. And I was like, but no one's doing it ironically. Like the performers, Mm -hmm. everybody else. I was like, it's hard to describe it. I was like, Oh, it's that it's silly, but no one cares that everyone outside it would think it was silly. Like, and I think that like, liking something deeply uncool just because yeah. you like it is sort of healthy for your soul you know? that's totally yeah. true I was thinking something similar because one of my friends is coming to the Boston show and it's gonna be her first ever wrestling show and she asked me she was like should does everybody wear a wrestling shirt should I get a wrestling shirt and I was like oh yeah it's not like concerts where you don't wear the shirt of the band to the band like you do wear that because nobody in <laughs> nobody in a wrestling crowd has any ironic distance everyone is there and they're fully in yeah, and that's like, I, I agree. It is like just a refreshing thing to be like, yeah, this is absolutely fucking buck wild. And if you get even a little bit into it a month from now, you're going to be so invested in shit that like on day one, you were like, that's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. And you're still kind of like, I know it's crazy. It's just the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, yeah. and it matters like so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, I like during uh, the revolution pay-per-view uh someone that i follow on twitter uh tweeted this she's at non-modernist and she tweeted and she said the best wrestling stories are about love needing it losing it hating it being scared of it and i was like yeah Mm -hmm. like all the best stories and like Mm -hmm. obviously that's true across the board but it did just like make me feel so moved and i was like that's right you watch the men especially it's like you know it's like the women too but like with the men it's like this is maybe for many of you seems to be your only outlet for processing like your identity and masculinity and like what it means to you and like how how to love 
Yeah. And yeah. you just do it in the ring there in the craziest yeah. way possible. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that like when William Regal was like getting so emotional with um, Tony Schiavone where it was like because it's sort of sports, men can have emotions about it and they can sort of like express these things that normally they kind of have to repress and things, yeah. which is real interesting and compelling to watch. Um, now I'm like having a moment where I'm like, I'm wondering if like sometimes it's like like the things that like women often like need to process about our society that if you process them through violence it's like very different I'm not saying this right I'm like already into the bubbly but where I'm like (laughs) are the women thinking about this where it's like it's like there's like some really clear ways that like the way that society makes you a man and then this is how you like grapple with it through wrestling and it's like do the women ever think like this is the way that like society made me and that then as a result this is why I've come to wrestling and why I want to do violence and the way that I like relate to does this make any sense? Do you yeah, it does, but like that's the key of why the women's division yeah. isn't like their feuds aren't tapping strong. into it. Because, well, I was like, they should be thinking about yeah, that. They, like, should, they should be thinking about how like female violence has to be sublimated and like mean gossip and yes. like, moving your locker to be in a different place than your best friend's locker, like as yes. an act of violence instead of like just getting in a fight behind the church outside your middle school or whatever. Yes. And um, yeah, I think that the women's wrestlers were thinking about that and thinking, what are the things I really wanted to kill somebody about? And now I get to actually go out there yeah. and try to kill them. Like, I think they could really channel some stuff. That is quite, that's quite interesting. Well, that's a perfect, that's a perfect transition. <laughs> Thanks to the whole team. <laughs> Allie, gonna... would you say that we've spent a year getting better at our transitions? <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's been, I'd say it's been a long, long journey, baby, but here we are. <laughs> that's the and other lesson is... we learned is podcasting is harder than it looks like it is it <laughs> we is. have i think gotten better at it yeah a little bit. well no, I now think th- we've improved <laughs> now that we've pr- uh, stomped on our transition <laughs> <Yeah>. so perfectly <laughs> we had to stomp because the act the the purpose here was to celebrate ourselves <laughs> the transition was secondary uh but we will start out our actual wrestling discussion tonight by talking about Jamie Hayter and Mercedes Martinez fighting on Rampage last week. Uh, Leah, do you want to do a little explainer? Or? Yeah. So uh, Jamie and Mercedes had their big fight on Rampage with Britt and Reba ringside. And I was a little, you know, like I thought that there would be some like promo stuff around this and like there would be like maybe Mercedes would say why she didn't show up for revolution. That would have been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, there wasn't a lot. And then uh, there was there just wasn't a- even intros. Was there like, they just started in the middle of the ring. I feel like in rampage. I don't remember. Anyway. It might've been, I think you, you said in your notes and that there weren't. So I trust. Okay. That. Yeah. I think so, there weren't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then it was just like a very, this, the same kind of match where like Reba distracted the rep ref Brit, got involved jamie ended up winning and then there was a post-match beat down thunder rosa came out looking mm. great she was wearing a cute <laughs> little skirt really interesting yeah. yeah the skirt was as startling as anything that happened all episode, i don't think, I think. we don't usually see them in skirts okay it was, we no. haven't seen another female wrestler in a skirt right like i it's like i, I couldn't tell so. if it was something where someone was going to be like ali every week you <laughs> no, I no. think there must be a danger of like upshots by accident just because the cameras but are on the tennis floor. But what they should built in exactly. Yes, and the, I, I think that's say. what that was. Like it's, it looked like a little tennis set. Yeah, yeah. It probably was. Yeah, but they have the like skort thing with the shorts underneath, which are great. I play 
tennis and a tennis skirt every week and they're great athletically but and I was an like athlete. well I guess uh, yeah I'm an athlete um, <laughs> I was like well maybe the skirt like kind of gets in the way like people could grab it whatever but like Sheeta wears those big gauzy like I know um, thing tie <laughs> it's shocking they've the never gotten caught on something they weren't supposed to and like killed someone yeah I know strangled someone yeah so I was like they could literally be wrestling in tennis skirts all the time if they wanted to well well crazy Anyway, she was wearing a skirt. Anyway, fashion fashion it. report. Uh, but <laughs> Oh, are we stupid? What is fucking shit? Cheer- Julia Hart wearing? Damn she it. Wears t- she wears a damn cheerleader oh. skirt all the damn time. <laughs> but you know, she rest- said- does she wrestle in it? She does. Yeah. She yeah. must. Yeah. Oh, how many it. minutes did we try to congratulate ourselves about how much smarter we've gotten and how many You remembered it while we were still podcasting. That's, right. That's the difference. And you know what? You said it's okay we can just say it we can just say that we were wrong and we're not afraid and we're not ashamed <laughs> no absolutely well, actually not. we never have been the whole time really no but. no okay no but, but the- we have had to start off episodes with retractions that are like we would like to formally apologize of course julia hart wears a skirt all, literally we really all should be you really like a list of corrections every week or like actually, at least things we speculated about that we did not come to a conclusion on and here's the answer I I wish that we could uh ju- like just have never mind we'll get into it later I'll explain it later okay Leah so the emotional issue yeah so Thunder Rosa came out but it was like why like right yeah why when why Mercedes did she had save? left her in the yeah, Mer- yeah yeah she didn't help at Revolution so I mean like it's one of those things where I know I know very well that I was projecting big time on mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that the mercedes's whole thing but i swear to god there was some face acting going on they could have done something where like they let mercedes and thunder rosa have a conversation on camera where mercedes is like you know you didn't have to help me and then you know what i mean like they could have had like some kind of like you see them building an alliance yeah and then you know like thunder like if they didn't want mercedes to come out uh for revolution they could have done what they did for death triangle where they were like i cannot believe you canceled my flight and i couldn't come you know what i mean like it wouldn't have taken yeah, yeah. that much or, but they're just not interested in or you can like, do a plot line where it's like where thunder rosa doesn't come out for the save and mercedes is having the moment of being like wow if you don't save other people and they won't save you make sure yeah, you think like right, there's a lot right. of things you could do that it just feels like it's like not they're weirdly not interested in right yeah and sarah shockey from uh, marty and sarah love wrestling was saying that like she's tired of the women's feuds being just being that they don't like each other yeah and like Mm -hmm. that's it's right it's like yeah mercedes and thunder rosa are united only because they don't both don't are mad at brit and that's right yeah the only thing holding them together which is like it's it's just interesting to think that like actually that's a very rich place for a cool relationship to start from you see it in lots of narratives where it's like we're aligned because of this one thing but we don't have any feelings about each other aside from that and then what they really should show is like the two of them like shit talking Brit like crazy (laughs) yeah really bonding over that oh my god that's how women's relationships work (laughs) we both have the same energy oh we're all best friends yeah yeah (laughs) but like you can show that it you know it's like I don't know. There's just a lot of different narratives you could do, especially if like Mercedes Martinez has a little bit of like, I'm a psycho loner vibe. And like, but then it's like, we're always saying with, you know, it's like Darby, it's like, yeah, then you get adopted and you realize like maybe having a family is good. Like, you know, it's like, you want to see the same 
narratives of like growth and change that you mm-hmm. see in the men when they're good when they're good the men don't always do it we'll say that no but I it's just, crazy to see the women having these very shallow relationship type things when like i feel like in real life women's relationships are so very complex and interesting compared to men's relationships yeah, right. so it's like <laughs> right and you kind Sorry, of no offense <laughs> But then again, does this come back to it's like, not to say that the men of AW don't have rich relationships in their real lives, but it's like, probably they have a lot more stuff that they're just working out in the ring. Again, this is essential, you know, whatever. I get it. But like, it's like, but also it's like the way, because of the way that you're socialized in relationships, it is like, do the women need to like, again, look somewhere else for like the thing, what is the hole in you? What is the hole in your heart? It's not the same as the hole in the men's hearts. No, right. I know. And I feel like sort of just like women's wrestling in general, like the sense I have, which obviously is very ill-informed, is just that, you know, it was like the women in WWE for so long were just kind of like the cheerleaders who didn't get as much time and were supposed to be real sexy. And I feel like you just don't have quite as deep a bench. And, you know, like wrestling is always kind of it was for like boys and not for girls was always my impression as like a kid, you know, so. And I mean, you kind of get it when it's like, when it's Julia Hart or it's Anna Jay where they can't like you they're not gonna do therapy in right. ring. But Thunder Rosa and Brit and yeah. Mercedes could do they're it. Very I, capable. When you yeah. made that when you made that reference about Darby, I just suddenly went into this place where I was like, Imagine if Thunder Rosa and Mercedes were allowed to do a little vignette and like mm-hmm. just do a little short film that they would show. It oh would man. Be amazing at that. I would yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're still hampered, too, by, like, they just get so little screen time compared to the men. So it's, like, sometimes men's storylines are, like, shallow and nothing, but you have, like, ten other men's storylines in the same episode. And so, like, something's going to be good, you know? Yeah. No, it is really hard. And I think that'll come up later. Hopefully, we we just have to get to it, like, with the um, stuff that's been going on with Chris. Um, But so let's move into, let's talk about the Brit Thunder Rosa match that we did get at Dynamite. So this was their steel cage match for the Women's World Championship. There was no cage side interference, but no one had bothered to clean out the prop pile below the ring. (laughs) So they had a lot of chairs, they had their thumbtacks. So it was like not as, I would say like not as intense, like death matchy not that it was a death match as their lights out match uh but it was still like you know a little hardcore uh Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. did really love this match i thought it was great yeah Yeah. for all the complaints about the build-up that i have the actual match was great like they both did a great job every time thunder rosa grabbed brit's head and bashed it into the cage i was like hooting and hollering like crazy (laughs) yes they get so physical it's really good and they were doing stuff too where it's like you know like thumbtacks like we've seen a bunch of times like someone gets powerbombed onto them whatever but like one of them grabbed the other one's hand and was just like smashing their hand into the thumbtacks which was so like it really made me wince in a way that was really great like yeah Yeah, yeah, just getting brutal. And Britt, of course, was doing her chair art, which she probably yeah. learned from Sean Spears, <laughs> teaching the art of chair art. <laughs> the art of chair she art. Built, okay. Such a high, so many <laughs> chairs involved in that little the, chair sculpture. I don't love in wrestling when they are making, like, they're making their sculptures that I'm like, it's structurally, I'm worried that it's going to fall apart before you can fall on it. Like that activates my anxiety, but I know um, it's I, very funny too. I said this in the group chat, but there's like a bunch of Bible verses about the wicked person falling into their own <laughs> snares. And like wrestling really loves to illustrate it. Like, Oh, Brit built a like 10 chair structure. Like I yeah. wonder who's going to get thrown into it. Yeah. And what I love about it is that commentary is shocked each and every time. They're like, Brit, 
I built that, but she <laughs> went through with it. <laughs> it's like, JR, you've watched so much more wrestling than I have. <laughs> they reset at the end of every match. Wiped clean. It's like that new uh, show, um, Severance. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, and I thought they both had like, it was a little bit of a slow start, which actually I think that a number of their matches have been for me where I'm like, oh, is this going to be good? And then it like is really good because they both like really mm-hmm. get into a good headspace and like Brit had a really good, like from the second she looked around and was like, shit, I'm in a cage and I don't <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, ha- started yeah. to have a really good intense like unraveling like Emperor is the City Burns vibe yeah. where mm-hmm. she's just like, I'm scrabbling. I'll do anything. My back's up against the wall and you're like, oh, you're not going to get it, babe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like really satisfying to watch. Um, what do you guys want to see out of Thunder Rosa as the champ? I mean, we've talked about heel, I mean, face champs, it's just harder for them because they can't, like, they can't leer around with the belt as much, but, like, it would be cool if she was the one who, like, started organizing the faces and it's like i'm class president now and I, my <laughs> my term is going to be different yeah and brit yeah. would be a good person to do that after i think to be like yeah brit you have not been a leader to the women you've only mm. been in it for yourself like you see yourself yeah. as being the only person in the division i'm gonna change that like you could do some really interesting storylines yeah. with it'd be that. great actually if she got like the whole school turning on regina george as kind of like a, <laughs> <laughs> a, a turn you know like that'd be I, great i just I, pictured her at the assembly just be like raise your hand if you've been personally, <laughs> personally victimized, victimized by Britt baker <laughs> yeah. like little jungle boys raise uh, i was thinking that it would have been nice if that match could have been on the ides of march but I unfortunately know, so no we should just kill caesar we should all just kill caesar <laughs> um, did anybody have anything else about that they like really desperately wanted to get out the ref thing was pretty cool oh, i really I, I enjoyed it. and i didn't actually know that brit and aubrey had heat at all until commentary said it they were like oh brit and aubrey hate each other and i was like amazing mm-hmm. i think Love i it. vaguely knew that but it was it was also was good commentary work where yeah. i was like oh you're building the story thank you mm-hmm. um i'm interested i mean it's like i'm interested in what thunder rose is going to do i'm interested in seeing brit at the at the bottom you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. i right. think that could be some good like growth for her character is to be yeah. like you don't have what you want anymore and it's not right nice. well it's oh, gonna be good for out. her to have to think of something to do that's not yeah. about the belt you yeah. know yeah like i don't know what it's gonna be but i i hope it's gonna be fun yeah the belt can be a crutch for these wrestlers yeah that's true she's had it for a long time so i'm excited for it to get shaken up yeah well speaking of belts great transition alley <laughs> <laughs> We're really good at podcasting. (laughs) Wardlow had his TNT championship match against Scorpio Sky, and Scorpio just got the belt from Sammy last week. Uh, So this was, like, pretty normal, good match. Dan Lambert was, like, doing some ringside stuff. Uh, Scorpio Sky got powerbombed, was kind of looking like he was in trouble. Sean Spears came out, two chairs, double sets. Distracted Wardlow, allowing MJF to sneak up behind Wardlow, smash him against the ring the guy you know i'm we're actually good at wrestling we know all about it now <laughs> i like how in the notes you say i just tried to type turnstile but then you didn't put didn't the real word it. in there so now you can't no find i didn't it. think of it yeah um <laughs> then, uh that let scorpio win so then there was a whole thing where it's like wardlow almost got to 
powerbomb MJF, but then didn't for reasons I don't remember. And then MJF paid Dan Lambert. I was like, this is, seems crazy, but I guess just for like doing like monkey stuff. Like he was like, Dan Lambert, great work distracting as we agreed. You get your money. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think of the whole deal? I think we all knew it was coming. And yet, yeah. even though it did, like it was still satisfying. Like the work. Yeah. I definitely went, there he is when MJF <laughs> showed up. <laughs> Well, yeah. it was like you didn't want him to not. That's how I thought. I was like, I don't want MJF to not come because that would be wrong. It would be wrong yeah. if MJF yeah. didn't come. So you're yeah. satisfied when he does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I felt like so sad for poor Wardlow who has no friends to come save him. And he I was know. getting beaten up by so many guys. That's why, you know, when you try to organize against management, you really need a union behind you and you can't do it by he yourself. Needs, he needs Kenny to come back. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> right. I forgot. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I completely forgot. (laughs) You already forgot about Cardlo? (laughs) That's my beat. That's on me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Well, Kenny has gone full anime and seems to like be like doing video games in a home theater setup now. So I don't know if he's ever coming back to wrestling. His setup was so intense and like it shouldn't have surprised me because he's Kenny, but somehow it still did. Well, it surprised me that he's just now going full anime. I was like, every time I see you, you're going full anime, actually, Kenny. I've never seen you not going full anime, I thought. Um, yeah, Wardlow has no friends. So he's like, well, I guess like Hangman is like kind of trying to lose his friends right now. But I was going to say like Wardlow's on the on the Hangman journey. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you got to get out there and socialize, buddy. And that's yeah. rough. Yeah. To be an adult trying to make friends, it's not easy. Yeah, no rough. A recent divorce, like name the bars. <laughs> and like coming out of a bad relationship that like probably kind of damaged your self-esteem yeah. and your ability to trust. Right. He's got to get a haircut, hard. a new set of clothes. It makes sense. But don't, don't cut it too short because I like that. I like that long I mean, hair. Good. I mm. do like, I like it, Leah. <laughs> so I want, I want him to keep that. It's, I have nothing against his hair. I was just still riffing about divorces. I liked it. I just like really had to address that. I'm like, that actually gotta, for me, that hair has got to stay. <laughs> um yeah so yeah we'll kind of see where that goes i guess did i okay so this is then this is addressing the scorpio sky part did i dream that scorpio sky did a promo i don't think i did i think i saw it on twitter where it's like he's building it up like he's gonna thank ethan page like the guy who's been there next to me since the beginning like blah, blah, blah the whole thing but then he thanks dan lambert and then ethan page like retweeted it and was like haha like it's all good or something they have been setting up like some stuff where do you you think we're cruising for a little uh i wouldn't mind it because i, I need one it. of these men to come back from lambert land yeah i know break Preferably free please both of them like they should get in a big fight about it and then talk to each other and be like dan lambert is the one who is wait a second like, putting a wedge between us and oh then my god yeah ditch him I, the yeah. grima worm tongue again exactly. that's come up many times <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree um it's interesting. I think they're doing a little bit of a slow burn on that, so I'm not really sure when it's going to like kick into gear, but I guess we'll I see. I don't mind a little slow burn. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to do In everything fact, quick. Man. I love it. Men Pick of the your- Year used to be some of my favorites. It's just I such know. a bummer that they've been kind of dead know. to me for a while. And I don't like Scorpio's new theme. I think it's like from no. the like from the album that they did, which I really respect, oh. but I really love oh. Reach for the it, Sky. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't have that anymore? I was going to be like, no, if yeah. you think I know either of these <laughs> themes, but yeah, I do know Reach for the Sky, and I loved that. Yeah. yeah. And that was for both of them, because that yeah. was the ego. So mm-hmm. actually, they definitely are cruising for a problem. Okay, well, you just solved it. Good work. <laughs> 
I mean, that'll be that would be a good like Scorpio gets the title and then he starts getting too good for Ethan, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. To I think if they if they are doing that, I hope that this is a crazy thing to say because it's like I don't know, but it's like that should overlap with the Hangman storyline. If you're doing two storylines where it's like you get the title and you are no longer being a good friend, even if it's a heel and a face, mm-hmm. you need to have the doppelganger wonderland moment where it's like Hangman looks at Scorpio Sky, who's like gone full, like cast, <laughs> casting Ethan Page aside and is like, oh my God, is that me? <laughs> that dog in the mirror? Do bad things to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, make a note, Tony. The, the, the storylines should inform each other if they're that mm. thematically similar. We should tell him when we when we jump on our weekly call. Yeah, when we get that's right. Can you do you mind making a note of that, Leah? No, not a problem. Thank you so much. When you schedule, just put it on the agenda. (laughs) That's great. Uh, So this week, last week on Rampage, Darby fought Mark Quinn of Private Party. I have no idea why AHFO something can't get into it. Uh, He won. (laughs) AHFO came out to attack Sting and Darby, and then the Hardy brothers debuted in in their gear together to save to like drive off the AHFO. HFO. I think there was like some moment like Jeff Hardy and Sting had some like weird thing that I think people were saying they were like Jeff Hardy was being like forgive me Sting or something. I don't know. I don't know what was happening there. Won't get into it. And then on Dynamite this week, the Hardy Boy Brothers fought. <laughs> I don't Hardy know Boy who, Brothers. Well, I know what's their actual I name? They are the Hardy the Boys. Hardy boys, boys. They? Yeah. they are the Hardy Boy. Well, it's like yeah, I, I felt like I was like I. I don't know. I had it in my head where I was like, I think I'm wrong. The Hardy (laughs) Brestlers fought private party and and won. And then again, AHFO came out and then Sting Darby came out to save the Hardy boys this time. Mm. Let's start by talking about the fashion at work in in these these matches. I don't like I don't know anything about Jeff Hardy so he might have been dressing like that in WWE and like he just he's just never stopped but to me I just keep picturing him like in opening like, like old, in sort of a movie montage yeah, like oh, time to break out the uh the old clothes again and then he slips on his ago. 80s club outfits oh his my God. cargo pants and his mesh shirt and honestly his face paint was so bad it looked like it was done by some guy on the boardwalk <laughs> that he paid 10 bucks he does one of our kind of friends a- called oh him God. a smurf juggalo, which <laughs> right. was pretty <laughs> accurate <laughs> but you know what the, the the joy on those old men's faces in their <laughs> costumes that didn't look good but like they also were so like i was just like wow i'm being really transported back in time right now like (laughs) i'm like in middle school when i look at you yeah every boy that i had a crush on in seventh grade had those pants (laughs) (laughs) every single one i didn't get to when i was i was i went to all girls catholic school and we had like a brother like all boys Catholic school and that's like the only place that you saw boys yeah. in middle school and they were always in uniform so I didn't really get to see like in the so wild. kind of like a pleated khaki pants sent you back yeah. more than anything yeah I went, so actually we'll get to that later yeah, yeah of right. course <laughs> someone did summon that up a little bit this week I went I went to public school in the Brass City I don't know if I've mentioned that the, oh the Brass oh, City from the Brass City <laughs> So um, I really enjoyed that we got an email from a listener specifically to tell Anne to keep her head up about Jeff Hardy. 
<laughs> yeah, I appreciated that. Thank you. History will vindicate us. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I was thinking watching them. Are you guys looking forward to like 15 years from now when the Young Bucks come out in the same outfits they were wearing last year and yeah. then Matt has yeah. a little balding spot yeah. under his yeah. long hair? Yeah. And it does. And it's disturbing because they're pushing 50. And then we'll say on our podcast that we'll still be doing that, we'll still be doing. <laughs> that it was the best. I and they're mommy's, mommy's little boys. We'll say they haven't aged a day. <laughs> never there's better. one thing I love. It's to see old men wearing the clothes they wore when they were young men. <laughs> you know, good, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> it's actually kind of amazing, though. It's like, obviously, Matt Hardy in that outfit was like bad but then I have seen pictures of them when they were wearing it at the time and I'm like it was bad then too and it's somehow not worse than the suits which is like pretty miraculous yeah so I don't know okay um yeah and so now the Hardys are like loosely aligned for the moment with Sting and Darby. I feel like Sting and Darby have been having a real run of like Tony's like, I just got to use you guys in a couple places. And like, it's not going to like make a ton of sense. People um, love yeah. to see you though. Like, yeah, let's people throw you in you. the mix. Yeah. I feel like Darby and Sting and then Team Taz are like the two yeah. openers. Like, if you were a new tag team, you usually, usually either hit one of the other, one or the other, which is, I don't know. I think yeah. it's kind of an honor. Yeah. Utility and players, you know, in you fairness, know. I was like, th- I was like, uh, like I'm, of course I'm enjoying being a hardy head, but like Sting and Darby are my special boys. I'm like, <laughs> they can't be affiliated with just anybody. Like this is crazy. Yeah. But then I thought about how with House of Black and death triangle i'm always being like they shop at the same store so why are they so mad at each other and then i looked at jeff and matt and darby and i and sting's face paint and i thought okay ali you have to be true to do you have to do what you say you do what's good for the goose is good for the game what's good for the their backstory is they all met in the hot topic dressing rooms and felt a kinship yeah and you know what and i'm like i can literally imagine i can see you all in the Christiana Mall, hot topic before they moved the food court, picking out your outfits off of the wall. And mm. it, I guess that, you know what? It, it's, I love, I love, I love it for, I have to love it for you. <laughs> if you love it for you, I love it for you. That's the mother's like, curse. Mother's curse. I do feel like Dan Lambert has made me more gun shy where now, like, with these kind of alliances, I'm like, oh no, they can't. They can't take them yeah. forever. Like this can't be like a six month. Like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky can't disappear with Dan Lambert for the rest <laughs> of their lives. You know that like, is Sting true. And Darby that can't happen to them. Yeah. So I, they, I, uh, Scorpio and Ethan Page must like love Dan Lambert's stories or something. Like I don't know what's going on, but like they must be enjoying themselves behind the scenes for whatever's happening I there. Mean, I guess for their sakes, I hope so. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Our OG baby boy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler. <laughs> everything I'm baby. saying is fine. No, it's right. I just lived, as we've said on this pod before, we created this podcast so that we had somewhere to talk about Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy, and then we proceed to rarely ever get to talk about them. It's because Dustin hates his job. He's like, I don't, I don't want to wrestle more than I have to. And they made him wrestle this night. And you know what? He did a really so good excited. job. Good for you, baby. I thought with everybody getting injured, we wouldn't get to see him at all ever mm-hmm. again. And instead, we got a little in fact, tag we, team against Mox and Brian Danielson. And which we got to see him deal. do the rarest thing of all, 
emotional face work. Yeah, so, he did great <laughs> emotional face really work good. too. Yeah. He I, tried. He, he really he tried. came in, he came into that ring with a fire. It was you yeah. know what he was he was channeling Orange Cassidy. He said tonight I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna try. try. Uh, he did his hair. He wore nice clothes. He looked, he looked like good. he knew he was gonna be on television. Your moms were so, so proud, proud of, of you, Dustin. <laughs> are you listening as per usual? <laughs> but like he washed his face. It's so nice. He his teeth. Uh, so. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Yuta fought Mox and Danielson. They got beat up big time, but big, they put up time. a big fight, especially Yuta put up a big fight. Afterwards, as they were like wearily leaving the ring, Yuta paused. OC was like looking at him and being like, no, we're leaving. Come on. Like your dad and I have to take you back and check you for injuries. <laughs> and uh, he hesitated. He turned around and he went back to shake William Regal's. William Regal was in the ring with his boys to shake William Regal's hand. Instead, of course, William Regal slapped him across his face. Yuda, <laughs> that's kind of how William Regal greets how he people. Rolls. So. Yuda <laughs> uh, bristled, like got up in William Regal's face, which I think we, William Regal liked. And d- is this mm-hmm. actually what he said? I couldn't rewatch. Oh yeah, it. okay. No, yeah. it is absolutely. It and they had, they mic'd people better again this week. So like, yeah. I'm yeah. interested in whether they're going to be doing that going forward because I love it. I uh, love it. William Regal said, "Go ahead and prove yourself a little more, sunshine." <laughs> and so Yuda had a little look on his face, and then he did leave the ring um okay what do you guys think devastated absolutely yeah devastated. the yeah. look on chuck taylor's face was very hurt well, and it hurt my feelings it was well they did a well choreographed thing where it's like everyone's mm-hmm. leaving dustin's getting his little like backpats from everybody he's like the furthest towards the tunnel and then which adds up because he wants to go back i know it's actually his favorite thing to do is be like i'm off (laughs) yeah he's like i gotta go so he bounded he's like he's like i'm gone he's all the way up there right everyone else is still at the bottom he was doing a lot of like hurt acting too and i did think with them getting beat up so much in the ring that it did feel like a little bit humiliating and then for you to to like go try to get a different dad because his i know so bad the most unrealistic thing about this actually was that dustin like noticed that no one was with him and turned around to see why (laughs) (laughs) actually he wouldn't do no Um, i feel like he would be like oh like he'd be in catering like slumped into a chair and all of a sudden he'd be like wait where did everybody was everybody (laughs) like you'd have fucking betrayed you he did (laughs) (laughs) the shit man uh yeah but he turned around and he saw what you was up to and he looked hurt he looked Very like, hurt. but like tired. They did a big hurt. zoom in to like up the ramp, like that's, the camera. That's ramp. why he washed his face. Mm. <laughs> getting that zoom in. Did some face acting. Uh, so what, how did, how did you guys interpret the whole deal? I definitely interpreted it as Yuda like betraying them and yeah. wanting to join the faction. But I was yeah. shocked because the all elite wrestling.com recaps, which I used to augment my <laughs> very poor memory. It <laughs> was incredibly neutral about it and was like, uh, he he walked away from them and offered his hand almost as if like it's possible that he really was just being like good game Respect fellas. You. Yeah, but right. I don't I don't no. think so. I think no. but like it was just weirdly neutral about it. I think it might have been just like the way I interpreted it was that it wasn't necessarily a big dramatic like I'm turning on my team thing, but it was like that thing of like being like, well, I'm gonna like why shouldn't I like be nice, be nice to them and like, see if like, I don't know, like they have some stuff to teach me too. You know what I mean? Like that thing where like in the moment you're not like fully thinking through like, this is a huge betrayal because if I join them, I can't be with this team anymore. But like kind of a teenager Mm -hmm. vibe of just like, I don't know. Can't I have it all? Like, yeah. Yeah. 
I'll tell you, if there's not a BT follow-up this week, Brandon Cutler is going to get murdered yeah. big time. Well, it's a good BTE follow-up to all of them because they have been very bad fathers and they let Chris beat up Yuta all the time. So it's like, of course, Yuta like, might look for greener pastures, <laughs> really but it's very hurtful. Had to check my reaction to that where I'm like being like, bad fathers? <laughs> they love you know him, they've Anne. been bad fathers. Of course they love him. You're right. And you know what? We They're said when Yuta showed up, we said, are they ready to be yeah, we said they were teenage father lovers. Yeah, best. so actually, yeah. maybe this is all going to add up. Well, so the other thing that's going on with Best Friends right now, and we saw this right before this match, I think, was we had like a kind of like a pro, I guess a promo that was like just Chris. It was like about Chris. And then she was like taking off her face paint and like looking at the camera. What is yeah. going on? We haven't managed to touch on. This is one of the problems with the women where it's like this yeah. has been a consistent thing that's been happening, but it's just like little snippets. So there's always like something really big talking about and we don't get to it. Yeah. I don't know. She hasn't been doing the alien gimmick that much. And so yeah. now if she's dropping it completely and she has been kind of like nasty with Layla. So yeah, I, they could be doing a thing where like, she's going to turn heel and join Layla against Red Velvet. Like, I don't know. It could be. But then, like, if she leaves Best Friends, too, and, like, Greg has been, like, it's not. Like, what if we're cruising for a Best Friends breakup? Best Friends implosion. Or they could turn all of them heel, which actually would be really interesting, I think. Like, I don't think it would be that hard in a way. But, um, I mean, I don't think they're going to do it. But, you know, like, all their personalities, like, you just take them and like a notch to the left and yeah 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 no that is true I don't yeah I don't know like I think um I don't I don't want them to break up I love my I love my best friends I need my best friends I wouldn't mind having like the season of a tv show where it's like there was a big blow up at the end of the previous season the friend group has gone their separate ways for various reasons because they're on their own individual journeys that will lead them back to each other you guys can't see but I'm mapping it out clearly for my podcast host (laughs) otherwise they wouldn't understand what I'm saying lead them back to each other so I would I wouldn't mind that I would like that if they get back together I'd definitely be happy and I do think best friends kind of need a shake up like the whole faction yeah just a little bit they need to be doing something a little bit new I think yeah yeah well it's hard because like Orange Cassidy tends to be like the main person in it and he's such a like a reactive person like he's never going to start the feud and then with greg continuing to get hurt every 30 seconds they haven't they haven't been able to be the engine in a feud yeah and so it would be really interesting if they had i mean not the exact same storyline but the same kind of storyline that the dark orders like breakup had where it's just like Mm -hmm. this contained little thing that they're doing for a while like that would be that would be fun yeah yeah and it'd be interesting to me, like, I think we were talking about Orange Cassidy with the, like, little trickster stuff he was doing at the ladder match where he, like, got them, you know, all to hit each other instead while he slipped out. And I think it'd be, like, an interesting direction because commentary is always being, like, Orange Cassidy is playing mind games, which is, like, giving him, you know, like, it's, like, I think he's just kind of being lazy. But um, it'd be interesting if he leaned into that, especially maybe with Danhausen there. Like, you could maybe do something. Yeah. A little bit interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just had a thought where I was like, are faces ever friends with heels? They're not. But like, don't you think it would be like kind of funny if sometimes you had it was like weird animal friends situation where it's just like, <laughs> it didn't, weren't 
Penta and Phoenix he uh, faces before Pack turned face. I think there was oh, a really? period of time. Yeah, I think there was a period of time because I thought it was very funny that they'd come out for tag matches and two of them would come out for one one tunnel and oh. one should come out from the other tunnel. <laughs> but like, you never really like. I no, don't know. It wasn't like really touched on. It wasn't like a plot point. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm like kind of thinking if like it was like a Tony Schiavone Britt Baker thing, but it's like actually like a normal face who's just like, yeah. I mean, I of course I like agree that like his behavior is really bad, but like <laughs> we are buddies. <laughs> That does happen in real life, too. Right. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All the time. You know what it is. We just want Darby Allen to be friends with Max Cat. Yeah. <laughs> See, that one would Every totally day. like make sense, though, as a like, heel face thing, because the ways that they're heels and faces... Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's that like Max Caster won't stop pestering Darby Allen because he wants to see his new skateboard, and Darby Allen is like, I don't understand why this guy won't leave. I keep like not being interested, and he doesn't seem to like care that I'm like literally not paying attention to him. <laughs> and Max Caster is like, I haven't noticed. I have not noticed. <laughs> well, that's a free idea as per usual. These are all free. We've never made Tony. anyone pay. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about what's going on with a little bit of the bubbly Jericho. So, our, our, patri- our, our patron our, saint. Our patron saint. Cheers. <laughs> it does get better and better. It I mean, does. The aftertaste is not bothering me anymore. No. I, so. Listen, I'm into my second glass and I think it tastes great. Me too. Because the whole mouth is coated in the aftertaste. So your, <laughs> yeah. your taste buds can't access anything new anymore. It's all they no, know. It's fine. I keep topping it off so that I don't know how much I've drunk. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think that's going well for me. I could I could go harder even harder. Okay. Well, Allie, <laughs> you know what? Maybe Get don't. a little emotional on the bubbly. <laughs> okay. So this was the, we had the like official debut of the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> Jericho did his little like I am song for his new character, the influencer, the sports entertainer, TM. I believe he did trademark that recently or he's trying to. <laughs> Uh, where he explained that he made AEW and everyone should re- respect him, but they don't. He's wearing a lot of purple. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, of, I have like different shades of purple. He talked a lot, but I actually wasn't following a lot of. Like it was like pretty straightforward. Where he's just like, I'm great, and he has renamed 2.0. Oh my god! What is what are the names? Uh, Daddy Magic Daddy Matt, Matt Maynard, which is his actual name, and Cool Hand Ange. Maynard. I was like, Daddy Magic is his real name? Leah, I'm not a fucking complete moron. <laughs> We're not Marks, Leah. That's not, that can't really be what it is. He was born Daddy Magic, and it's judgmental for you not to acknowledge and it. And then he, he was born Daddy Magic and then decided his wrestling name would be Matt. That adds up. <laughs> <laughs> No, Daddy oh Magic Matt Man- Maynard. Okay. And then uh, Jeff is Cool Hand Ain- Ange, and his real name is Angelo Parker. Oh. It's crazy that his name's Angelo and he chose Jeff. Well, so really here's name. the thing. I I went on Wikipedia because I was like, those can't, his can't, because he doesn't look like an Angelo. Like, I was like, no. I'm fact checking this. And it is <laughs> Angelo. But did you know that at one point, 2.0 was known as uh chad and brad bad oh my god <laughs> so it could be worse I, I mean i love these men with my whole heart i hated to see them held captive it was awful, it was awful. Jericho in the outfits that they were wearing he really dressed them in some things daniel yeah. garcia was wearing a pleated pant that was quite <laughs> something i liked that like it was like the vibe was very much that chris jericho had bought 
brought a bag of Goodwill clothes and was like, find an outfit in there. And uh, Daddy Magic and what's cool that? Cool Hand. And, and cool, cool Hand, hand. <laughs> of course, had seniority. So they got first pick. So they got to choose their boy band yeah. outfits. And then Daniel Garcia got left with the scraps, which was just like a little sleeveless shirt and a and a pair of two big pants. Oh, a weirdly fitting <laughs> sleeveless shirt. <laughs> like it yeah. Was and the pants weird. fit real weird, too. And then Jeff was wearing, his pants were so tight. And Daniel Garcia's pants were so loose. It was just like, when, yes. When you're picking out of the bag. Beggars can't be choosers. Chris Jericho just brought his own cast offs because the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society must be wearing Chris Jericho. Actually, clothes. now I'm just imagining that Chris Jericho has a costume trunk that he keeps in. But like a totally would believe it. Yeah. yeah. But like in a way, you know, in that like childhood dress up way where he's like, Oh, you can yeah. go look in the costume trunk. You'll find I was just gonna there. reference a Canadian television show called children's show called Mr. Dress Up, but you guys won't have that. <laughs> well, I'd like you know, so you know who would? Three of the members of the Jericho Appreciation <laughs> <right>. Society. <laughs> they would get it. Matt and Jeff know what I'm talking yeah. about. Mr. Dress Up, am I right, yeah. guys? Daddy Magic knows. <laughs> I don't know. Daddy Magic might be growing on me quite a bit, actually. Oh, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter was like, uh, Daddy Magic is a name that Chuck Taylor would have written on a napkin five years ago. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> on his list of terrible You know, actually, names. it would not surprise me if... Uh, Matt and Jeff were on that same chat mm. for those names. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. actually, these could Their be bugs. these could be Chuck Taylor yeah. originals. That's true. Credit that's where, credit where it's not due. That's our that's our motto. <laughs> that's what I'm going to believe from here on out. I tell you, no uh, what. So uh, and do you want to share um, th- these thoughts about the potential direction of the feud? Oh yeah. So um, I was texting my friend Jeff, and like we all had hated this promo because we don't like to see 2.0 kidnapped by Chris Jericho. Um, but Jeff loved it because he really thought the sports entertainer thing was a really like clever little heel angle, which it is. Like I agree with that. Like I did think it was pretty clever and funny. But yeah, but he was talking about how Daniel Garcia is kind of the heir apparent to Brian Danielson's whole wrestling thing, and then I was thinking about Brian Danielson being. Like when he came into AEW, he was saying how excited he was to be a wrestler again because he really just wants to be a wrestler. And it was like subtweeting the whole sports entertainer thing. So and in this promo, then um, Daniel Garcia was saying, if Chris Jericho is a sports entertainer, I am a sports entertainer. Yeah. Um, So it's just interesting with Brian Danielson wanting to adopt all those young boys. um, But now Jericho has grabbed Daniel Garcia and he's made him a sports entertainer. Like if they're setting up a little bit of conflict there. Daniel, come on. You love violence. I know it took nothing to to get get him into that. Yeah, (laughs) that was I, I mean. I will say to Jericho's credit, like this promo spent so long, like setting up why 2.0 each individually would like Chris Jericho, like honestly too long, um, which at least he's making the effort, I guess. I didn't yeah. believe any of it, but like, yeah, sure. This, this storyline, I think that's right. I think that makes sense is what they're doing. It is mega Cobra Kai of wrestling, which actually like, I don't, yeah. I don't hate if you have no. your competing dojos with their competing philosophies and we're visiting mm-hmm. the dojos and learning about their philosophies I, I don't mind it like I mean and, you can get a lot of male emotion in a Cobra Kai yeah. scenario in a dojo for sure. come on in a dojo male emotions are running high <laughs> I don't like what I'm hearing from well my uh, let me continue <laughs> what don't Please, you like allow about me to continue it. I think and I my co-hosts have just joined the Jericho Appreciation <laughs> Society I'm really starting to feel the bubbling to be honest it's really hitting me yeah I know I just, I just tried to <laughs> I just tried to say those words and really slurred them um but Oh, shoot. What was I about to say? 
I think people are really going to love this episode. They're going to love it. This is going to be like our their favorite episode. Yeah, probably the best one we've done yet. Um, They're like when they really got excited about how great Chris Jericho was. That was the best part. Well, no, I was just going to say that 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 the thing I like about this setup too is that I would love to see a Yuta. Uh, Daniel Garcia match where like they both are just kind of confused and have like really lost their way and are just like trying to be like yeah I'm a big strong nasty boy I'm a sports entertainer but actually like their vibe is just like I don't know is this right where's my dad <laughs> dad dad is this what I'm supposed to be are you happy right with me but the, the, the yeah. major do you think Yuta is gonna get adopted I think he probably is I, like I think mm-hmm. the slap is yeah. like because he was good and violent yeah he's got to come back slap. for more because he did such a strong like don't you slap mm-hmm. me and William Regal loved that. Like, he was just like, yeah. that's what I like to see out of my boys, a little fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the major suspension of disbelief that the storyline requires is that, <laughs> and it, as you said, Chris Jericho was trying to mitigate it, is that 2.0 would be good henchmen. Yeah. And Crazy. would actually do this and not be like, Danny, we're running the greatest con you never heard of on this guy. You're not going to believe it. I believe I said it's like they're like two guys you meet at a hostel and then like a week later you're like shoeless in a piazza with no money to get home. Like these are con artists. Yeah, so 100%. I, the idea that like they won't turn on Chris Jericho so fast is unimaginable yeah. to me. I'm like they are they're not here for the right reasons. And honestly, like, they better because, like, the other thing that this promo was really not working for me with is that it's, like, just such a rehash of the inner circle stuff. It's, like, Chris Jericho just loves to get four henchmen out there and talk in the ring for, like, 20 minutes, like, and just, like, go over and over stuff, but he doesn't have, like, the the mic charisma of a CM Punk, you know? So um, yeah, but it just feels like more of the same to me. I agree. But like, there's also an air of like, that's deliberate. Like, I think he deliberately created the new, the inner circle I mean, 2.0. Who's in the appreciation right. society now, but go on. <laughs> well, I don't have to actually like it. kind of a genius. Like, so, <laughs> Pretty smart. I don't have to like it. It makes a delicious like it's champagne. Deliberate. Am I right? Delicious <laughs> I'm not getting any aftertaste. Are you ladies? <laughs> I've ordered a few more bottles. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, go go on, Leah. Go on. No, I'm just like I like the whole like if you had to okay, okay. you have to fantasy write a feud yeah. or a promo for Chris Jericho, and your thing is that you have to make him the most annoying person in the entire world <laughs> yeah. and say and do all of yeah. the most annoying things I mean, and dress and yeah. style him in the most <laughs> annoying way that he could be. Yeah. Wouldn't you have just created this? Yeah. I mean, I, you're not is, wrong. You are right. And actually I did think it during the promo. I was like, in terms of like being a, a heel that I genuinely am like, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, this works. This will yeah. so, get you there. I don't, I don't like that like my favorite fun heels have been dragged yeah. into it. Yeah. Um right. but yeah, I mean that that is true. <laughs> I think it's just imagine difficult. If, imagine if he took the gun club instead. <laughs> my God. Okay. If you took the gun club, <laughs> that, that interests me quite a bit. Actually. Because the, yeah. they would They'd bring a Sean Spears henchmen. energy. Yeah, they'd be amazing henchmen. Why isn't he bringing gun club into it? Tony. Leah, why aren't you booking? Yeah. (laughs) Leah, can you put this on the agenda for our meeting with Tony? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah. Wow. 
Huh. Well, I don't know what I, the the bubbly took away whatever I was going to say. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Am I right? Well, I mean, it is interesting. Like he does do a good job of being a heel that I genuinely dislike. So I will give that to him. And I think I don't think I mentioned this. Like when I was watching Total Divas, at one point one of them gets turned from a face to a heel, and she feels like it's really inorganic. So then she's like really stressed because she's like, "I'm a bad guy, and I have to get the audience to boo me, but they keep cheering me, and it's really stressful. I'm like going to get fired," which is very cute because like a they they don't ever use heel face terminology because it's like a Bravo reality show or whatever. So they're like, I'm a bad guy. Um, And then I was just like, oh, I wonder if it ever like stresses Brit out that she's always getting like half cheered and not. She did get those big boos this this week. So you're right. Mm -hmm. Like it. And we were all like, oh, she's getting those boos. I know. Thunder Rosal's got some heat. Well, it was Thunder Rosal's hometown. So they were primed. Yeah. 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 Good for them. Good for her. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's hard because I'm like, I think maybe more than some like fans in the internet wrestling community. I'm like, I don't mind if someone is like a bad guy and I'm like, that's my favorite bad guy. Like, I, you know, I, know. I hang yeah, out on Tumblr. I so, yeah, yeah totally. Like, I kind of know about that whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> we love bad guys on Tumblr.com. No, I know. Like, Sarah, I kept being like, I hate this. And Sarah's like, you're supposed to hate this. And I'm like, but I but still I, hate it. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, I, I, I like watching MJF it. where I hate it and I love it yeah. and I want more of it. Yeah, and not just like oh, Chris Jericho, like he just referenced January six and oh, it made me okay. think about well, how and that is. I'm like, Trump. that's a bad <laughs> thing. No go for me. That significant pause made me so fucking angry. Uh, I was like, please do not so remind cool. me that your wife was there. I'm like, is it is it funny? <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's, it's so not funny. We're not joking about it. No broken reality. Um. Okay. Well, Chris Jericho, you know. He's, what are you gonna do? He, do, he we, you do we gave him a lot of money. We gave him, yeah, we, <laughs> we drink up did. like, like twenty five dollars each, I think. So. He, he got his pound of flesh from us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are. Do you guys want to do this last thing or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's yeah, just why yeah, not? What the fuck? We'll go over. Come it's on. our anniversary. I don't know. Who Enjoy. Could stop us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can always turn us off. Don't worry about yeah. that. Anyone can stop us at any time. <laughs> really, you can always stop us. Yeah. Uh, so, Hangman. And Jurassic Express had their fight against Adam Cole and uh, Red Dragon. Very fun, not like wildly notable match, I would say. Like, I loved it. Not Nothing crazy happened. Adam Cole got yeah. the pin on Jungle Boy for the win. And Hangman looked fucking pissed. Absolutely uh, furious. He looked really mad. Uh, he looked like he might they, murder Jungle Boy, actually. <laughs> well, they were holding him down. Like, yeah. They were holding the him back. He was, was an like enraged. Back, right? Is that yeah, he was an enraged bull about it. Yeah. yeah. I know. It looked like a man who really has invested in having the belt being very important to him and being a winner in a way that might be unhealthy. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, that's definely interesting. The, mostly, I wanted to talk about Kyle O'Reilly's thighs, but yeah, we, we, we can talk about the hangman thing too, for sure. So pale, and so juicy, basics, everyone. Like, like plums in the icebox. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, he left his thighs that very was, pale. That was an insane thing to say in a, in a podcast in which we've said a lot of insane shit. Leah, do you do you enjoy doing this podcast with me? I do. Thank you. I, do. I need to hear it sometimes. <laughs> Somebody. Whoever's editing this week, name it Plums in the Icebox. <laughs> Plums in the Icebox. Is it me? I think it might be me. Oh, oh. my gosh. Um, okay. Yeah. That's a great title. Love it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it, it is like, is Hangman going to gonna get mad at JB in a promo? Which I think would be I really so. interesting. 
and yeah. he and Adam Cole were like glaring they at each other. Happy. Like the emotional energy was clearly between those two in a way that was um, very juicy. Even though I kind of felt like, like for this, does the feud need to keep going on? But I, I did enjoy the juicy stares. I don't. So. Yeah, I'm interested in where it is all, where it's all going with Adam Cole and Hangman because I'm so unconvinced that Adam Cole is going to take the belt. That I'm like, it's not a yeah. to me. I'm like, it's not a belt storyline. It's a something else mm-hmm. storyline. It obviously is wrapped up in the Buck stuff. Like, hmm, like mm-hmm. I just don't quite know, and that's fun. I know. <laughs> I know. I think with anybody else, I would be a little, I would agitating a little bit more where I'm like, why is Adam Cole mad at, still so mad at Hangman? Right. But because it's them, it's I am like, they'll tell us. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Those beautiful boys, they'll, they'll do just what they should. Yeah. And there's a lot, and there's a lot of history. Speaking of which, this mm-hmm. is the final thing that we'll briefly talk about is just that we only saw our bucks like once this week. Hateful. <laughs> For <laughs> such a short period. But you know what? Nick Jackson really made it count. He did. He was dressed as a beautiful little love con. <laughs> so good and he for had him. His, <laughs> had his little nose ring thing back on. Yep. I thought and he, he was playing. He was playing with yeah. the chain. Was, and like mm-hmm. Matt Jackson had the audacity <laughs> to look at FTR, who was wearing <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt, and saying, you should fire your stylist. Matt Jackson, you need to get your house in order. Well, that was Leah, high comedy, and I loved it. Their stylist him. is not taking the risks that Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks stylist, is willing to take. Okay? That's right. It's called high fashion. Look it up. It doesn't look like what you see on the street, Leah. It looks a little (laughs) different. (laughs) Nick is wearing beautiful green sneakers that went with his whole beautiful leprechaun outfit, which I'm sure Brandon's wife used to design it. Yeah. Beautiful. And I just picture them, like, just late night scrolling, like, women's pajama sets, you know? And it's just, like, it's so nice. Sending each other links and being like, this Mm -hmm. for sure, right? For sure. Yeah. Just like back and forth. Yep. Well, we should make a list someday of like, it's like the number one thing that we think like each of the wrestlers is shopping for on Amazon. So it's like, I only mm. thought of it because I'm like, we know that for Dustin, it's dog costumes. Dog costumes. Uh, so we'll yeah. get into that at some point, but <laughs> definitely, <laughs> be a fun we'll definitely game. come back Put to that, that. on the list of, uh, yeah. <laughs> for when we have a late week. But anyway, so the, so the Bucks popped in just to antagonize FTR. And Leah, do you want to <laughs> take this? Because I did think this was a, a really good point. Yeah. Our, uh, Gender non-specific partner, uh, fake sport field. <laughs> she doesn't know we're a partner. They don't know that we're a partner. <laughs> we're just kind of fans. We're of in a romance. <laughs> this is a, this is a random person I on can, Twitter that we're very big fans of. Okay, and that's I can fine. have a parasocial relationship with anybody that I want. We actually have to to, sur- to survive partner, in yeah. this economy. We have to go on. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Fake Sport Field tweeted, uh, the Bucks extremely pointedly refusing to engage with anything to do with the redacted era by going to rekindle their feud with one of their biggest rivals is so good. It's also interesting to note that FTR is the one rival that has nothing to do with any of the uh, other friends, which is so right because it does feel like they're like, you know what? We're not getting involved in any of that. Yeah. Who is who's what is who is someone that we can irritate that has nothing to do? Yeah. And FDR has nothing to do with anyone, pretty much. Yeah. So it's very safe to just go antagonize them. No. Yeah. And is the one with hair like growing a mullet? Because it really looked like he was. Growing Remember a mullet back when we were like, we think it. it's because they're gonna do like a hair no hair. No oh. hair, hair shave, shave, ha- shave <laughs> head, a shave head match. <laughs> no hair, shave head match. Yeah, they're gonna like do a classic. We've no a hair lot shave. about wrestling <laughs> over this past year. 
anyway, it hasn't manifested, but I actually don't mind it. I'm unfortunately, I think like that sometimes when I look at it, I'm like, maybe I'm attracted to that, but then I'm not. Don't worry. Oh, then I think, no, that's and Alvin FDR. and the chipmunks. And so then I come back from the edge. I bring myself back. Um, I love to me, it is sexual to think about Matt Jackson having the moment where he looks around his company and is just like, mm, am I in the middle of a minefield? <laughs> and the only thing he can do is like, I guess I'll just go uh, mouth off to FTR because everything else is about to blow. And I want to yeah. see it blow. And specifically, FTR would never blow. Right. He's, but he's like, not capable of it. He's not. But like, the thing is, he's not capable of just like laying low and chilling out. No. You know what I mean? Like, not. No. there could be a Crazy. world in which they just mind their own business. But Matt Jackson is like, <laughs> I have to go bother somebody. Yeah. I have to go. I have to go well, be it's kind annoying. Of like, if you want to lie to your friends that you can't go to a thing because you have plans, like the safest way to do it is to actually have plans, you know? So yeah. like. That's can't true. be in your feud because he's actually in another feud That's right, right now. It's, so. it's that That's a great and point. it's like Matt Jackson is just the embodiment of like, I'm going to make it everybody's problem. Like, am I <laughs> yeah. not having a good time? I have to find someone to shove that feeling off on. And so and, it's FTR. And FTR does seem like it would be very satisfying. Yeah. Like they have the way that they looked at the Young Bucks when the Young Bucks approached <laughs> is like they do seem easy to, to rile. Yeah. And like, yeah. It would true. be very satisfying to just be like, mm, you're terrible and you suck. Yeah. <laughs> and your fashion's bad. Yeah. And your fa- fire your stylist next. <laughs> you, know, you know the fish are biting. Okay. Let's let's leave let's leave it there. Uh, I've been Allie. <laughs> I've been Dan. And I've been Leah. And this is one year of Tunnel Talk. But it's actually just wow. normal Tunnel one Talk. But we've been here for a year. year. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Birkin. You can find us on Twitter and all social media sites at Tunnel Talk Pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please send us any of your thoughts. We Even if we haven't addressed them on this pod, we will get to them. Uh, and we love to hear from you. Please. We like uh, people who su- uh, support people other than Anne. Yeah, like, could also. Yeah, like, like Jess, you're amazing. If, yeah, <laughs> we love you. The if most. anyone heard something from me and Leah this week that made you think, like, "Wow, that's," <laughs> I totally agree. Let us know because we're people. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're people. <laughs> well, I'm a little Ooh. bit personal, but I'm mostly bit the bubbly at this point. <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and come back.